0: Iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobbi Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobbi Brown.
1: Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone became a household name in the mid-90s as a member of the boy band InSync. After becoming one of the biggest boy bands in the world, selling millions of records and touring globally, the group called it quits, and the five members went their separate ways. Since then, Joey Fatone has acted in movies like My Big Fat Greek Wedding. He has competed in Dancing with the Stars and hosted numerous television shows. You can now see him Monday through Friday as the host of the Game Show Network's newest show, Common Knowledge. I had no idea what to expect while interviewing Joey Fatone. He is known to millions as one of the founding members of the boys band In Sync. Loved hearing everything from Joey Fatone about what it was like growing up and working at Disney, and really what it was like to all of a sudden become an overnight sensation. What I also really loved about him is how down-to-earth and regular, and honestly, he's got the star power that you would expect, because looking at all his accomplishments kind of reads like someone who has done a million jobs but just can't keep them. Give me that. There's at least five pages that list all of his jobs, all of his shows he's been actor, director, producer, game show host, musician. He even owns a hot dog stand. Please welcome Joey Fatone, who cannot keep a job.
0: Where are you originally from?
1: Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm.
0: you live you live here I now, live though?
1: in Montclair, New Jersey. Nice. Yeah. you ever been there?
0: I have. It's been a while. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. So, but I've been in Florida now. Okay, okay guys, we're rolling. All right, cool.
1: Hey Joey, how are you?
0: I am fantastic. Bobby. You're fantastic.
1: How, you? how many times have you said that in the past 30 years?
0: Um uh, the actual word fantastic, probably about 7,346 times.
1: Do you ever say I'm not so good, I'm exhausted? Oh, yeah.
0: I will say it. I'm tired you as hell. Will. Or I'm like, I'm exhausted. Or people are like, oh, how are you
1: doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You
0: know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't sugarcoat shit. Right. Can I say shit? Yeah. I don't sugarcoat any of that kind I of stuff. I
1: think we could say anything on this show.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: Good. So I have Hell so many. Yeah. I have so many questions for you, and I go I'm, for it. First of all, where are you from?
0: I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, the Benson cool Hurst. Brooklyn, or not Bensonhurst?
1: So that's not where my kids live. Uh, y- nope, no. So Bensonhurst. <laughs> Bensonhurst. Okay. okay. <laughs> lived and is that, in the That's not yuppie.
0: That was not yuppie at all. That was before Williamsburg became Williamsburg. Okay. okay. So way before, obviously, in uh, 1977, I was born, and I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, until I was about 13. But I lived on 84th. <gasps> you were born in 77. Yeah. Between eighty four to Bay Parkway, isn't that nice?
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a baby.
0: You're a baby. You were just you were just starting oh, out.
1: I know where I was in the seventies. I won't talk about it now. Oh, you remember? That's of course good. I though. remember. Of oh, course usually, some remember. people in the seventies don't remember just oh, because no. it was a haze. It was fun. It was really fun. But um okay, and you grew up. Brothers, sisters got a
0: brother got a sister they're both older on the baby Uh Uh, I got my sister Janine and my brother Steve my sister is the oldest and what are they two years apart Uh, my sister's a singer so she always says I taught my brother everything I know Uh, she's the older one my brother actually uh, has gone on to doing things on tour he's a video director and he's been a he started out as a videographer for us for NSYNC when I started and then he started doing things and now he's a video director for Bruno Mars he's out on tour right now with Kelly Clarkson so he made a good name for himself and
1: how about
0: your parents my parents are still alive they're still running around in claremont my dad used to sing that's kind of how i got the Uh singing bug uh my mom is just you know she she loves she's a workaholic She loves kids. What kind of business? Um, She does. She actually works at like a kid because they're retired in a sense. But she works actually like at a kitty you and helps basically with the nursing with the kids Uh and stuff like that. As far as like feeding them and changing them and basically kind of a daycare. Uh She loves doing that kind of stuff. But your dad was a pro? My dad dad never made it famous famous. But he always used to sing. He always had music in the house. He made a couple of records. There were a group called the Orions back in the 70s. Uh, did a lot of old school doo stuff though as well as a lot of uh, big band stuff so it was really cool to kind of see that when I was young and then it's interesting now that the roles have been reversed and how it's amazing to be able to live the life that he always wanted to leave, but through my eyes, and I've obviously kept him under my wing. He actually even opened up for us back in the day, called a not so boy band. No. It was a, oh, I thought my dad was going to die from dancing. That's so cute. He literally had it was four of the guys. They put a group together called a not so boy band. Come on. And they were all older gentlemen, and they opened in 2000 in Hawaii. They opened up for us. Well, <laughs> which I think is you should bring
1: that back because that's kind of happening again. Yeah, you know, all is. people <laughs> of a certain age are, are being celebrated yeah. for being you know young in their in their hearts. Yeah.
0: No, it's yeah. I mean, cool. I, I'm still I still feel like I'm. 12. Yeah. I mean, I do. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Why. I, I feel like I'm in my high 20s. That's good. Though. Yeah. No. You look like you're in your high 20s. Yeah. Yeah. You you must be really tired. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So you must be really yeah, tired. You must be no, no, really no, tired.
0: Is, I go hours and hours. Trust me. As far as me doing press, I've, you know, yeah. all half of this for me And
1: so. so, um did you go to college?
0: I didn't. I didn't go to college. That's the weird, that's the crazy thing yeah. that we're talking about too with my kid, yeah. who is now selecting colleges. And I looked at her and I was dead honest with her. I said, listen, I can't tell you shit for college because I never went. I said, we have to talk to obviously counselors. Let's go to the colleges. Let's talk to friends of mine that have been to college. You know, a couple of friends of mine have been to FSU. Take a look at that. I said, I cannot tell you, honestly, it's like this is kind of a a little interesting for me to go into this because I didn't go to college. My path went completely different and this is your path and this is gonna be probably different from what I did. So how old were you
1: when in sync? Launched
0: when we started I was about 17. Literally graduated high school. Okay um, I was singing with a group of guys in high school called the big guys and there was four guys together It was me my buddy Eric uh Joel and my other buddy Fonzie and he became Fonzie became not Henry Winkler. No, not the Fonz different Fonz different. But this one is Luis Fonzie who became Despacito the kid that sings Despacito the Spanish oh, song really? that made it real big. He's a friend of mine wow. I know, since ninth grade. We used to sing okay. a acapella group. Together. It took
1: him Longer he to was get, yeah, I, yeah. I could
0: tell you a little bit about that wow. in the sense of like so we, cool. we became a group together And then when we graduated high school, he went off to college I still wanted to pursue the obviously the music career, but I was like, okay Well, my parents cannot afford college. I don't know what I'm gonna do I want to do some more entertainment field or whatever And that's when I ran and kind of bumped into to JC and Justin because they shot the Mickey Mouse Club show That was in Orlando, Florida. And how did you get to Orlando? We moved when I was 13 with my family okay. my parents were like alright, this is time the neighborhood's getting a little crappy time to move and we've always visited Florida we always loved Florida went to Disney World of course and it just became natural where my dad saved enough money and said hey let's get let's get in the station wagon and drive to Florida and we they bought a house first time they ever actually owned a house because obviously in New York you're usually renting or you own a building and so that sorts so we drove there and I loved doing chorus and singing in middle school and high school and that's kind of how obviously I got the book for that and like I said when we graduated high school um, I started pursuing a, a career I was working at Universal singing and dancing and the opportunity came to us as far as getting a group together, in a sense. And so we kind of got the guys in the place, I guess. And not so much the rest is history, but yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy. It was a crazy process as far as just us being singers, being fun, having the hunger, being young, finding the right people. You know, Backstreet Boys were out actually in Europe performing, okay. and Lou Perman was our manager, kind of sort of. Uh-huh. And he wanted it. He's like, okay, well, if I can do that one time, maybe I can do it again. And that's how we kind of came about. And there was no really. Audition or cattle call per se, but it was just more or less of oh, You know, somebody get a couple of guys together and Maybe I'll, I'll cough up money for you. and that's right. kind of So was.
1: you got these guys together. Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. was
0: In the Mickey Mouse the Club. He was in the Mickey Mouse Club right. though. So he was yeah. somewhat known with, with J.C. Yeah with J.C., Britney, Yeah, uh, Ryan Gosling. You got a lot of celebrities wow. that came out of Mickey Mouse Club It was Ryan Gosling. You have Kerry Russell who's an actress. You also have Justin. You have J.C. You have Christina Aguilera. You have Britney Spears. All, all of them at the came, same time? All of them came out of the Mickey Mouse Club. All oh my
1: god, that's insane. So yeah,
0: it's crazy. And I was friends with them. And it, it, I don't know. I don't know if it was something in the water that year or those years per se because Florida in general was was booming at the time as far as that was concerned, but the crazy thing is is the people in my high school. How many people have left and became famous? When I tell you these people, you honestly will, will be like, "Really?" AJ Brzezinski who's a who's a baseball player. Johnny Damon, baseball player. Uh GJ Khaled was in my year, uh, who's a producer writer, obviously. Yeah. Louise Fonzi. Uh, myself, Wayne Brady. Um oh. Uh, Who else? My manager, of course, Joe. But there's another guy who's a head editor uh, for Conan, my buddy Rob Ash. So there's a lot of people even behind the scenes. Susan Vargo is another friend of mine that produced SpongeBob SquarePants on Broadway. That's crazy. So there's so many people out there that we all went to the same high school, which is bizarre, that we all came out of that, which I don't understand. Wait, was it the
1: Florida high school? Florida high school, The Florida high school. Florida high school.
0: Yeah. And the same thing, though, with, with Orlando, just in the sense of the Disney Channel was shooting the Mickey Mouse Club in Orlando. And some of those kids from that show went to my high school. Okay. so I knew a lot of those people as well from that show
1: okay so you guys said okay we have a band and then we we had a manager we
0: had a band he tried to basically shop us around and try to do it on his own and realized that he couldn't so there was another manager co-managing Backstreet Boys, which was Johnny Wright. And Johnny Wright, you know, uh, Lou came up to Johnny and said, hey, listen, I'm trying to get these guys to do stuff. And we were in New York City singing to people left and right, went open up doors to record companies. Nobody cared because it was during Nirvana time. It was all the, the uh, 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 grunge music. So at that time, Backstreet Boys were really doing good in Europe. So when Backstreet Boys left their record company, Johnny Wright took us on and said, hey, since that record company you guys you know lost the backstreet boys because i got a group that sings and dances probably even better if not than these guys so he literally went with both of the people the both groups different records smart guys though because then they 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 basically fed it to where it was almost like a rival to where regardless of what was happening they were making the money doing their thing and so how quick did this happen and-, and we were rehearsing the same four songs for about two years same songs we performed that uh, basketball games, uh football predator game, just anything to do something. And Did you finally, have another
1: job to bring money in? I was working, Universal. In? I was were, working at Universal okay.
0: at the time. Uh, the Beetlejuice Graveyard Review show it was called, it was singing in a dancing show. Oh. And I was still trying to, you know, making money, tricking, make ends meet, and didn't honestly know. It was literally right after I graduated high school. So I'm trying to figure out what's to go on. So all of a sudden I got word that they, you know, somebody's looking for uh, a couple of singers. And how I found out, I was actually at a club. Uh, Where I met, ran into Chris, and Chris was with JC and Justin. I said, "What are you guys doing, hanging out with each other, and how do you know each other?" Because Chris worked at Universal with me, and I knew him, but I also knew JC and Justin from the Mickey Mouse Club and friends. So I was just kind of like, "This is interesting." So I was like, "Yeah, we're getting a group together." Blah blah. I was like, "All right, cool. Um, I'm singing in a band, but I'll leave that group and sing with you guys if you got something going on." Basically, it's kind of how it was. And they were looking for a bass singer. I wasn't a bass singer, but I gave them a tape and said, "Hey, check this out." They actually liked what I did in a sense, and. I basically hired me in a sense but say we got four guys we were looking for a bass singer we found Lance through Justin's old vocal coach as you see I'm spitting this out very quickly because yeah. it's a lot to take in yeah. uh, but it was interesting because it was like it was, it was very organically kind of how it all kind of came about like I said it wasn't like an audition it was literally like oh you know that guy alright we'll have him sing with this and see if that works and so when
1: did you know like oh shit this is something real and oh my we, god I'm famous when
0: we sang together first of all when we sang together the sound was cool we were like oh my god this sounds great this is we got something here then we started to uh, obviously like I said record songs for, for two and a half years we did nothing finally like I said when when Backstreet Boys left the record company we signed on with their other record company and move and not move but flew to Germany. Recorded a bunch of songs in Germany because literally they called us when they're like, oh, by the way, we'll let you know It's like the don't call us. We'll call you bit and we're like, okay, no big deal We're thinking we're not gonna hear them from months when they left to go back to Germany Lily within a week later they called us and said alright next month pack your bags You're going to Germany I'm like what so we recorded with these uh, well-known people which was max Martin and Dennis pop max Martin is if you look him up He's written uh, every song for every every known celebrity you possibly imagine from Beyonce Katy Perry to Celine Dion to our to us to Britney, to everybody so we started writing those songs, started coming out in Europe. It was a great learning tool. We were practicing a lot out there, kind of perfecting our craft per se. So when it opened up the door to where the boy bands were accepted into the states, when we came in, we were ready. We were already polished. We were already ready to go. It wasn't so. Like... What
1: was your first like thing that was like
0: our first first, first we did it, thing guys. to set off was the Disney Channel. And this is the great thing that always happens with great opportunities. When people say no to one thing, it opens up a door for somebody else. Backstreet Boys got offered to do a show called, it was called In Concert. And it was this Disney Channel show where they had a lot of celebrities performing in front of like the Man's Chinese Theater at Disneyland or Disney, I mean Disney World or the Epcot Ball or the Magic Kingdom Castle. So they turned it down. So my manager, who was manager of Backstreet Boys, said, hey, they turned it down. They don't want to do it. They're very busy. But I got a new group that's just out. They're f- very, very new. Haven't come into the states yet. They're in Europe. Called in sync, so it was in sync in concert the way they did it, and that was our first introduction into the states. And it took up from there. So I always say, thank you, Backstreet Boys, for saying no, yeah, because that may, that might have never happened, you know. And then it just skyrocketed from there, and we just started doing Jay Leno back in the day of Tonight Show. And so, what and was, was that dribbling. the
1: first Jay Leno? That was your first. That kind was the of first
0: like- American thing. Like, oh my gosh, we we made. Were you, it. Were you nervous? Oh hell yeah. I uh, was about to piss my pants. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, nervous. You know, you grew up watching shows. Yeah. Like, you watched Johnny Carson. You watched Jay Leno. So you, you were know? on Johnny Carson? No, but I'm saying as far as watching the shows leading up to uh, leading up to All your life because Johnny Carson did it tonight show. Now it's Jimmy Fallon, of course. But Jay Leno was our was my years that that, that he was on it. And the funny thing was, is they were even saying how what a big deal it was because we performed, and after we performed, you sat out, we went you, and sat ooh, down, which yeah. they never oh, no, really no, no, do. No, no. They yeah. very rarely do that where you have a musical performance right. and then go and sit down, especially and talk. for the first. We were the first time we ever performed. We sat down and was just like, "This is awesome." So it was like one of those things like we made it. You and know?
1: how many years did you guys? Sing together. we
0: we started in 90 like I said 95 and we went all the way up into 2001 okay I believe still yeah. not it seems very long in the sense of when you're in it yeah but a very short yeah. run if you really look back at it and go okay it's only and
1: why'd you years. break up
0: um I hate everybody um no <laughs> we all everybody kind of want to do their own thing and they really want to take a break we were really working a lot not that we were like oh my god we're slaves but I had a I became a father uh 23. I had things to do. Obviously, uh, you know, it was taking me away from my family. Obviously, I kept traveling, having them come and travel, which is always a pain in the ass, uh, as I'm sure you will know that by traveling. And having kids, but it was like one of those things of like, okay, let's just get this ball rolling. And then finally, when I was like, you know what, let's take a little bit of a break. And we did a charity event every year. And when we took that break, we still did the charity event. Lance was actually wanted to become an astronaut. He actually got certified as a cosmonaut in Russia. Get out of here. So he literally did really? all that stuff. He was about to do this stuff. MTV was aboard. I think they had a soda endorsement. And one of the shuttles, one of the test things or whatever blew up. Or Something happened and they wiped the whole thing out and they said we're not doing this But as that time was going of course Lance was away. We did the charity event Justin just started and wanted to write other music and do his own stuff. So we're like dude good luck. That'd be awesome Did you know he was gonna blow up? We knew that he was gonna do good, but we didn't know that he was just gonna be like alright See you later peace out. Yeah, and it wasn't in a mean way cuz we were all like dude We support you go do that do your album do your tour if you're gonna do it whatever and then we'll get back together but I think the record company had more of a plan than we did. And again, I don't know hundred percent in that sense. But of course, when his stuff blew up, people were like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be the new, like, new Michael Jackson, the new kid, the new person on the block in a sense to to do this. So that when that took off, it was like, oh yeah, we'll get back and we'll do the NSYNC album later. Never happened. They push it again. Oh yeah, we're doing it next year. Never happened. Obviously, when that started rolling, I was like, all right, well, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going to go do my own shit. So I went off and I did Broadway for a while. I did Rent on Broadway for six months. I did Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway as well. Um, That was kind of my first love. Well, as worry. as
1: you sat down before we started recording, and I said to you, I said, you really can't keep a job. You know, no, usually I can't. when I interview people, I kind of look at their <laughs> resume, but I'm like, O M G, we've got pages like you know, yes, pages. I'm like,
0: you know what? So far, the things that I've done, nobody said I sucked. Uh-huh. That's really for me. Yeah. That's the only way I can explain it.
1: Well, you're multifaceted.
0: That yes, I think yes. Well, you, you sing,
1: mm-hmm. you dance. You have been, um, you know, a game show host. You've been acting on Broadway. You've been uh, in movies, TV. Right. What have I? What do I miss? Uh, What do I miss? uh,
0: I own a hot dog joint. You you own a hot dog joint. Yeah, I try. Attempt.
1: And and how's the hot dog business?
0: Uh, good. You know, we, we, you know, it's just like anything, <laughs> you know, about business a little bit there. Mm. Um, for me in the food realm, um, you know, obviously I love food. I've done a lot of cooking stuff with cooking shows and I always wanted to do something being from Brooklyn and either was going to be like a pizza joint or a hot dog joint. Right. And I didn't know which way to go. I met this guy in Chicago that had a that's place called my, Chubby That's my Wieners. home. Yeah. I know He has a place called Chicago Chubby guys. Wieners. Uh-huh. There's a place called Chubby <laughs> Wieners that opened up and they have it at Lollapalooza a lot and he has one food truck and one store. Right. I wanted to franchise it. He was like, all right. He gave me the the numbers. I actually went to somebody because I had no idea about the numbers and what the deal is with that and how much he was charging for hot dogs and buns and all that stuff. So I'm like, dude, this looks like it's in another language to me. So my buddy Chad literally broke it down for me, explained everything and said, hey, listen, he's coming too high on his prices. You should maybe do it yourself. So I looked at my manager. I said, hey, dude, what do you think? He goes, screw that freaking chubby wiener shit. Call it fat ones and we'll do it. And I went, sounds like a good idea. And I went, how do we do that? And we looked at each other like, we don't know. So we literally went through the whole process of doing the tasting, doing the decor, finding out what the different flavors are going to be, what's going to be the, the the symbol, what is it going to look like. I mean, we did everything. So right now it's a food truck? It's a food truck right now. We had it in a, in a, in a mall for about mm-hmm. a year and realized that the mall was great and there was a great uh, foot traffic, but the rent in the mall was literally we were just breaking right. even. So it was a lot of money for a 275-square-foot place. It was like 13000 a month is what we were doing. So it was one of those things like, okay, wait a minute, so if we're breaking even, we're on to something, but we're not on something for this place, but so you just have one food truck so right, right now, now We have one food truck you have one to go retail. We will You have to well We did HSN as well we yeah. Went to home shopping and we just to okay. get the buzz out Yeah, and that was the interesting yeah. thing about me too is we did a lot of marketing things yeah. that you can't even get marketing money for For instance, we were on drives dies and uh, diners with Guy Fieri, right? He came to the place and tasted hot dogs. We were on a practical jokers that are, that are buddies of mine They came and did a skid on there. We had wall burgers. Donnie was doing his show He came over to my place ate the hot dogs. I went over his his place and ate the hamburgers. So a lot of Promotion things. Hey, I'll do yours if you you know scratch my yeah. back if you scratch mine. And the crazy thing is, it works so well. People are like, "Well, where can we find it?" And yeah, I'm but, like,
1: but but your big problem is that they couldn't buy it while you're doing all this. So well, now you got to figure did out HSN, how to sell. Well,
0: right when right when that stuff hit, I did HSN okay. to where I was able to sell it. And my point, it wasn't even really to sell it out, just to find out if there was awareness and people were interested. And we did almost We fairly, we did fairly well. And we pretty much almost sold out of the units. So we we're like, okay, let's try to figure it out. And now, like I said, we're doing a food truck. We want to sample a lot more things though, and we want to figure out what really works in the whole thing because again as you know as far as even like makeup and stuff when you were doing that you were finding out what colors, what this, what worked with that what happened with this, same thing with food you're trying to find that combination that hopefully everybody else likes but Especially you like.
1: But you could you know? just you could just like ship out of your house. I mean you could just literally take some frozen dogs and ship them out, put them I in a package, could. slap a thing on there and start a business that way.
0: You could. You definitely could do that. But <laughs> I try again, I, you know, for me it's like one of those things where you see a lot of celebrities slap their name on things like that and they're like, Oh yeah, that's good. And they know nothing about the yeah. business. Well, they know nothing about their product.
1: It's good. I know, but the difference is you actually created the product. Correct. And that's the big difference. Yeah. yeah. And so now you're doing a game show. Now, now you've I'm done how many you've done how many game shows? Oh my
0: gosh i don't remember there's uh oh sh- now actually hosted them yeah uh singing bee. parents just don't understand singing office was another one i did a lot of singing freaking shows uh obviously common knowledge um four uh dance showdown is another one was on youtube probably about five or six shows i've hosted wow. now game and, shows. and
1: tell me about this one
0: uh, this one's, again, called Common Knowledge. It's going to be on Game Show Network. It just started uh, weekdays at 5.30. A little bit different, of course, for me because it's weekdays. Usually when I was doing other shows or game shows, it was like once a week kind of thing. So this is legit game show grind time. We did 65 episodes in three weeks. Where did you shoot? Uh, California. We did it in a studio out there in, uh, right close to Calabasas called Delfino Studios. Mm. So we shot there and... It was interesting because I've never done it to where, you know, you're doing, when I did some of the shows like that, I would do like maybe two or three shows. I was doing five or six shows a day. Oh my God. And then God. 30 minute shows and you're just, you're just banging them out one right after another. New contestants, new questions. Where the prompt is at? What am I reading? I got two people yelling in my ear. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. So what what keeps you fresh?
1: All day, because it's late now, and you've had a full day. You've been, been on all these I've been trained,
0: I guess, in a sense of many years of doing it. You know, like I said, since I was 17, there were times that I looked... Like, I went through some stuff a couple... About a month or so ago, I went through some calendars of when NSYNC was doing stuff. It's shit. I wouldn't. I, I'm looking at it now. I'm going. Hell no! I would never do that right now. Right. It literally would be like six in the morning. Get up. You do photo shoots all the way until about four or five o'clock in the evening, mind you. You do a couple more interviews and then you go do a concert show or whatever, and then you get on a plane and fly to the next country. Like when I was in Europe, we were doing that. We were in the G A S territory, obviously Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. So we literally we were cranking every day. Or sometimes we do photo shoots all day with different magazines. They literally, was like all the little boy band, teeny pop magazines and all that stuff. You literally would go in a hotel. You'd go in down in one of the little convention rooms. They have one room set up with all clothes and all the pictures you set up. You do the photo shoot, and then you literally go into another room where it's another photo shoot for a different magazine, and they have clothes there, and they have all... It went on for hours. I wanted to freaking kill somebody. I will tell you that. It was a little... It got annoying after a while, but again, from doing this, from traveling all the time, from doing all the interviews... I don't know, for some reason I'm on automatic pilot. So when you go
1: home tonight, like, okay, we're going to say goodbye, we're going to kiss, we're going to take a picture, we'll Instagram, all that cool stuff. Um, Then you're going to go, is this your last thing of the day?
0: Uh, Today, yes, it is. Okay, then you're going to your hotel? We saved the best for last. Oh, thank you. Then you're going to your hotel? I go to my hotel, I scratch my nuts, I probably take a shower, and I just lay on the bed and order room service.
1: Okay my kind of guy <laughs> my kind of guy yeah sounds that's like exactly
0: me. what i would do if mean, you yeah. really I mean, you want you want the truth i'm telling you the yeah
1: truth. no it's my kind of guy i might i might order a cocktail right to go with my v8 of course of course would probably be amazing yeah actually. yeah really good
0: i gotta try that now. yeah
1: and a remote control that i don't have to fight my husband over
0: right well that's the beauty part about me being in the hotel and living here at the moment just because my kids are not around yelling and screaming at me i want to watch disney channel because i still have a nine year old which uh, you know it's crazy and when did your kids
1: realize um who th- not who their daddy is but who their daddy was.
0: One of the funnier things about it is is my older daughter who was probably around the same age my younger one is now about 8 or 9 maybe even younger we went to the lighting of the Christmas tree and I was still famous in, in the right mind I guess it was literally right after kind of NSYNC I was still doing Broadway so when we went to the lighting of the Christmas tree I had a cop and a security and they all brought me around and my daughter knew kind of things and she saw it but one time this was the first time that people were screaming my name so now she's watching this as a young kid and looking around going daddy why are they screaming your name? And I went, cause daddy's cool, and I made it <laughs> the joke. She started crying. She's like, eh. and I'm like, why are you crying? She goes, because you're you, you she said to me, I'm trying to remember, she says, because you said you're awesome, because you were in a in a rock band and you're awesome and and nobody and and, and nobody loves me or something like that. She said she was very upset because yeah. the attention wasn't on her. Uh-huh. So I said, listen, I said, honestly, that's not like right from a movie. I'm not shitting you. Yeah. I said, listen, I said, this honestly, I love this. This is fun, but this doesn't mean anything to me right now. I said, You're the most important thing. You're my greatest gift. So no matter what anything is happening here you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Not the not the group and not any of that stuff. And she was like, okay.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And when did you show her your... She Around that time, though, she saw it. and as, Obviously, like I said, when I'm when when she's older now, I'm a dork. She's a 17-year-old. I'll play some. I was like, hey, you want to watch this? She's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Uh-huh. My little one I love because she's still at that stage where she's like, all right, daddy, put on your song or put on Space Cowboy, which is one of the songs she likes. And I'm like, I'll play that for you, honey, but not right now.
1: So what's, what's one of your faves from back there? Uh, back songs? Then. Yeah.
0: I thought she knew. It's an cappella song that we did it was one of the first songs that we ever learned. I
1: don't know. Can you sing a little bit of it?
0: Um gosh, I gotta think of the damn song Because I sang actually a lead on it. Son of a
1: bitch. Okay, yeah. Well, I I can't sing because my fifth grade teacher actually told me um, if tonight, if during the performance, if I could mouth the words. Because I was singing (laughs) so loud. I was singing so loud at rehearsal. Oh, my God. She said, and I was front row center only because I was the shortest, not because I was the best. And she says, can I talk to you? And I thought she was going to say, good job. She said, tonight, could you mouth the words?
0: Oh, my God. Mrs. Whatever your
1: name is, I still can't sing happy birthday. Yeah, oh very my sad. Gosh. Unless okay. I. You
0: can you put me on the spot? Let me think yeah, now. okay. I can't think of the words. Uh. A heart full of words left unspoken. Now that we're through, will I sell my soul to have this silence broken? Oh, I can't think of the words. <laughs> I forgot the Make words. I don't think about it. Up, I think it's. I thought she knew. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I've been talking uh, all day. I was no, like, oh you my did gosh, good. not gonna you did sing. Good. Drink water now. Yeah. Drink a V8. Well,
1: yeah, water's good. Yeah, water's V8 is even better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's it's always interesting, especially like that when people put you on the spot. You're always like, okay, now what do what do I yeah. sing? Like, what yeah. do I do? Uh. You know, that's almost saying like, all right, cool, sit here and put makeup on me.
1: I could
0: I, I know could. you could I could I know I could. you could yeah
1: I do that in my sleep
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I do this singing in my sleep as well all the time too yeah. and in the shower
1: so is there anything you haven't done I mean have you produced have you directed I've
0: produced I've directed one or two videos before in my life uh, my my buddy Luis Fonzi I co-directed a, a, one of his videos called uh, secret before he really blew up and became despacito boy uh, but I directed one of his videos I directed another video uh, came up with concepts for shows as well Um I love to do maybe some more directing but I love to do more acting mm-hmm. i really would it's something that's just kind of fun for me yeah and people nowadays are always like well you know you'll be a serious actor and i'm like no i like having fun i i've never really perfected something in a sense people are always like well you know you i mean nobody ever really perfects right. their craft they're always yeah. learning it's yeah. always a, you know an evolution and, and revolving but for me it's like that's the thing about me it's like you said you know i sing i dance i i do a little bit of everything very well mm-hmm. and i get by it i'm not like oh my god you're absolutely amazing but, you know, I can, I, can, I can stand up with the rest of them. I'm never number one. I've always been number two, but I'm okay with that. Because usually number one, it's the top, and then there's only one place to go. Yeah. It's down. Yeah. So if I can go number two and number three and just hang out the around. whole time throughout my career, take it. I'm good.
1: And how was is, how is my, my big fat Greek wedding? wedding? I love that movie.
0: Great movie. Uh, it was the weirdest thing, too, that, how that happened, though, real quick for that story. Um, we were trying to do something with Playtone, which is Tom Hanks' uh, production company. And this is right around the time that they were shooting that thing you do which was that movie that that that, that was a company. So in sync we had a meeting with Tom Hanks, it was really weird, surreal and that kind of thing at that time. You know, went to his house at dinner one time with him and his wife. It was really weird, crazy cool. But they wanted to do like almost like a Beatles movie, like a help or something like that. So they, he wanted us to do it, so we kept bouncing back ideas back and forth. None of us could agree to the actual idea, and then one day I went to the office to stop by. And one of the ladies that we became friends with, and we've known as a casting woman for his his stuff, uh, for Playtone, she's like, "Oh my God, this is independent movie that we're, we we just signed in and we got greenlit to do. You'd be perfect for one of the cousins because it's not a big role. You can go in while you're shooting and recording stuff within sync, and it'd be great." So I was like, "I don't know." Let me see the sides. They gave me the sides. I go in. I audition. I get the job. So now it's this independent film. Five million bucks to make the show, the movie. It's like, okay, whatever. Independent. Blah, blah, blah. And the freaking thing blows up. It stays on a shelf actually for two years. Finally, when it comes out, it just starts getting momentum. Momentum more and more. And it grossed over like $280 million. Uh, In in theaters alone,
1: and did you play a a Greek? I I played a Greek I played Angelo which was the one of the
0: wise ass kind of buddies and and relatives of course and then 15 years later we did the second one which is crazy, but I'm waiting for the third one because the reason why is I never got married. Uh, if you watch the second one, I never get married. Uh, well, and for me, I'd be marrying a dude. If When you see the movie, you'll know. So you didn't really? see the second one, did you? Go no, watch the second I didn't. One. I said,
1: really? See, I You'd gave it away a little bit. A dude.
0: Well, in hmm. the movie, I do. I come out, basically. Wow. And the real thing about it is is Nia, Nia who wrote the, the movie, yeah. is basically loosely on her life. Huh. And she literally came up to me, I think... After this, after, yeah. After after this, I didn't even read the script. The funny part was, is I didn't read the second script because they didn't want to give it to anybody. They wanted yeah, to make sure we yeah. got it in our hand. So when we went there, I sat down and my girl who plays my sister goes, "Did you read the script?" I go, "No, you didn't read the script. You don't know what happens to you." I'm like, "What do I freaking die?" It's like, "No, you're gay." And I went, <laughs> "All right, cool." I said, what's the deal? What do I got to do? You know, I was like, I'm all for it. I mean, I, it's an actor. You're acting, whatever it is. So the cool thing about it, like she said, she pulled me aside. She listened. She goes, I knew the first movie wasn't right to put this out there. But literally when she did get married, her cousin came out to her at, on her wedding. So she wanted it to be that day, but it wasn't the right time. And then when it started equality and then, you know, you're able to get married and all that stuff and, you know, same sex. That's when she was like, the second one, this is the time to do it. So I was like, cool. But I'm like, great. At the very end, me and him hug. I introduced to my family, and that's the end of the movie. I'm like, when am I getting married? <laughs> when is number three? Because it'd be my big. Well,
1: now's more the time for that. Yeah,
0: exactly, it'd be my big fat great gay wedding.
1: Ah, someone's listening. That'd to be this. awesome. Someone's listening to this. Well, I think, I see Nia, it for I think sure. hopefully Nia's
0: writing. As far as yeah. I know, I think she is. If she is, you finish that oh, script, cool. woman. Let's oh, go. Cool.
1: Yeah. Really cool. Interesting, right? Yeah, it's how, weird. And how
0: does your wife handle you? Uh, my wife, she don't handle me no more. Thank goodness. No. No, we've been actually separated. This is okay. the first time I'm actually telling anybody, oh, so I'm telling I you got that. got the scoop. You got wow. the damn scoop, seriously.
1: Wow, well then that was kind of a to be, a thing's gonna be People are going to be going crazy on this oh. stuff, because this is the first time I've actually oh. legit said it. God, yeah, but this is the second time it happened. Someone else, I interviewed on the show. Oh, but it's show. all good, it's good. No, she came out right after, and I said, "How is things going? And she's like, well, we're separated. No, So the, and she's a we've woman, been so. Sep-
0: we've been separated for for actually quite some time. Okay. I will say that. Okay. We Not many people have known about it. Every once in a while, I've talked upon it, actually in a few interviews, but I guess maybe certain interviews haven't really hit. I'm sure this one will. But uh yeah, we've been we've been separated now for about actually about five years. Hmm. We've been we've been separated for quite some time. Just because again, not to say, oh my god, it's nobody's business. It's just things that we know. I've been together, I know it since I was 16. So we obviously as we got older, we kind of grew apart. And that's one of the reasons why we kind of like, listen, this ain't working anymore. You have different views, so do I. Let's try to make this work for our kids and figure things out. And everything's mm-hmm. been really good. Believe it or not. Uh, knock on wood.
1: Yeah, safe
0: to say that things have been really good. We still are in contact. We still, you know, talk to each other. It's not like we're at each other's you're You're
1: raising the kids together exactly, and and
0: that's the thing, and and that's the the most important thing to us. But we're not like the politically correct when I'm like, well, we're all chummy chummy and we hang out every day no but we everybody's got lives she's got her life now I got my own and we try to make it work and we juggle it you know
1: well you're this very interesting combination of this very normal guy from like you know like a, a guy corner. that I would you know, know just an average Joe just a, yeah but I'm an, I, I like that and you're you know world famous you're I try. Uh, just the combination <laughs> is very unusual.
0: It is, and I and I, you know what? Everyone's always asked, you know, like how do you keep your you know, your feet on the ground? Because around, I'm sure around those times too, you know, there's been a lot of pop stars that have lost their mind and shaved their heads. I'm not mentioning anybody, Britney Spears. <laughs> um, but like, just certain people, they, they, I don't know if they know how to handle it, or maybe they didn't handle it, or don't know how to handle it when they're young. If they get thrown around. Thank goodness that within I think even within sync and with my parents we kept each other grounded.
1: Yeah, but why you know? do you think? Because yes, there are those people that have. Because I think those my courses. parents would kick
0: my ass. Yeah, I mean it happened. I mean I literally I'm a grown ass man. I was probably in my my mid twenties. We went to like a a Benihana hibachi place. Okay, stupid story, but funny nevertheless. All the way across the other side of the table, some woman is standing there and she comes up. She looks looks a little intoxicated, but she even said, she goes, hey, my daughters would love to take a picture. I said, listen, after you guys are done eating, because I see you're done, we just started. When you guys are done eating, when you walk outside, I'll be more than happy to go outside and take the picture outside. Because I didn't want to, you know, let everybody enjoy their food. I don't want to create any stupid stuff. So the lady's like, okay. But now I see the daughter's taking pictures the whole time as we're sitting there eating. So I went, okay, great, here we go. And I'm just watching the whole thing. The woman finally comes up and says, hey, can I get that picture? And I'm with my family, mind you, my parents and everybody. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, I said, ma'am, I said, I really appreciate it, I said, but you did ask me. I said, but your kids were taking pictures the whole time while we're sitting there talking and eating and everything else, kind of rude. No, they weren't. I said, well, let me see their phone. (laughs) No, they're gonna see their phone. And she kind of got pissed off and walked away and left. As she walks away and leaves, my motherfucking smacks me, hits me. Whack, you go over there right now and you take that picture. <laughs> so I went, but ma, I was literally arguing. I'm like, but ma, she freaking, she's taking pictures the whole time. I don't care. You go over there and you take that picture. Yeah. (laughs) So I literally went over there and took a picture So again, Uh it's that in check thing And I think always for me I know where I came from Mm -hmm. I know everybody is normal People put their pants on one leg at a time Just certain people might have maybe one upper than you But you know what, we're all people That is the thing You might be smarter in some division that you may have But I don't give a shit You're a person like everybody else And could you walk through the airport? I do, and And I can Constantly, or do you ever, Could you ever walk through and no one? No. I'm in. I'm in that position now, which is great. Where back in the day, again, it was heightened where I had to have security with me all the time. I don't have to have that anymore. I'm in the place where I'm very happy with this because I even see, like, for instance, Justin. I feel bad for him sometimes. The dude has to like sneak everywhere around to do things and not make it known with his family or anybody else, so I can, so he can live a normal life. I've gotten the best of both worlds. Of that for me, and that's why I'm like everybody's like, oh, you, should, you know, you you're, should you be upset or you're you're jealous of Justin? I'm like, no, I'm not, because I don't got to deal with that shit. I did, I've done it. I can actually go to a normal airport, go to a normal store. Yeah, a few people are like, oh, god, you're Joey. That's cool. Not screaming in my face, going, oh my god. Some people still do it. Yeah, they get the bug, or they're you know they mid 30s or early 30s or 20s, and they they reliving their in sync days basically. But other than that, man, I just. Life's too short. Yeah. You know, I want to live my life. I want to be able to go around and go places. Yeah, I love being famous, and yeah, I love the money. Don't get me wrong, but I want to live my life. I want to go out and go to a freaking vacation if I want to. Not gonna be, if you're going to bother, yeah, say nice, say hi, but move on. You don't got to stand there and gawk at me like they used to back in the day. That's That's the only thing. Well, I think you're really cool. Thank you. I do, and I'm excited I, to I see what else you're gonna do. Who the hell knows? Yeah. We're gonna find out. But that's why I like that. <laughs> that's why I like that. I like to throw. Basically, what we do is we throw a white canvas and we yeah. throw shit up there and see what sticks.
1: So you're an entrepreneur more than you
0: are a performer. You're I'm. Not- I'm. I am. As I get in my age, yes, you start to learn what's what's important, what's fun, right. what's 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 appealing to you. And then make sure you want to, for me, you know, I like to leave a little bit of a legacy for my family. Yeah. Not even so much everybody. It's more or less of my family. Say, so, hey, I'm proud of my generation. You know, my great-great-grandfather, who was an insane. You know, it's weird saying that, but that's right. going to happen.
1: My great-great-grandfather. It's going to happen. Not, your great great grand. you better hurry up. Your daughter better hurry up.
0: And start yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> great-great-grandfather, I'm not sure. One of those. I don't <laughs> Grandfather, know. Grandfather, maybe great-grandfather. But I'm saying, yeah. as, it, as yeah. it keeps going, the generation to no, generation, really cool. you know, I it, think
0: it's, it's kind of interesting to see yeah. if, if that happens.
1: So where could People that are listening, fo- you know, find you.
0: Find me on every social, because that's what we all have to do. Yeah. We're all doing the social media yeah. thing. And yeah. it's not the fake Joey Fatone. It's real Joey Fatone. The at real? real at, or, at real Joey Fatone. At
1: real Joey Fatone. That's it.
0: You can go on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, f- even probably Facebook. I'm all those things. And who does it? Me.
1: You do it all yourself. I do, because
0: you could tell, because sometimes I'm blasting everything, and then five minutes later, I ain't doing crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I I don't I do, do every day. My, I do all mine, too. So we, I don't we'll do every talking. day. Yeah. I
0: don't do every day. I do every day. See, I try to, yeah. but it's for some reason, I yeah. just... I,
1: no, my my goal for this year was to not do it in the morning so I could spend more time exercising, because, you there know, you I kind of was messing up my ah, exercise time. Both. Yeah, I could. I, I do know people that do that, but no. Get on no, the no. bike a yeah. little bit and then yeah. do the heavy workout when you put the uh. phone down. And if I could ask you one thing, like if there's one thing that people are listening today mm. could do that you do that might change their life. Like what's the one little thing? It could be anything, anything.
0: Oh, my gosh. Always wear clean underwear.
1: Okay. It could be.
0: No, just, you know what? For me, it's always just if you have a dream, and I know it sounds so cliche and so just cheesy, but if you have a dream, try it. Ain't going to hurt. And if and if, and if if you fail and you still like it, don't give up on it. That's the thing. People usually try something once and go, ah, I'm done. I don't want to do it. I'm going to move on. I've learned as I got older, screw that. Keep trying the same thing because in a year or so or five years from now or even ten years from now, it's going to come back around and something's going to be Or do it a bugger.
1: little different. Like I always say, I don't believe in failure. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's an opportunity to do something yeah. different. Take it from a different yeah. angle. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. So nice I try. To, so nice to know you.
0: Wow, I came. I came up with some some dropping some knowledge and shit. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure meeting you. you Thank too. you so much. Thank Appreciate you. It. No problem. Thank you.
1: That was Joey Fatone. Love him. What a great guy. And make sure you catch him on his new game show, Common Knowledge. And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to Brown at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown, and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.